Welcome to Level with Emily Reese. This is music by Steve Pardo for Cypher 007, an isometric stealth adventure game on Apple Arcade, where you relive some of James Bond's iconic memories. This Bond music you hear is Steve's arrangement of the original, the music that John Barry wrote for the very first Bond film, Dr. No, and Steve and I get into all of that during this conversation. Now, originally I planned to take out my banter at the beginning, like to start with the guest after my rambly intros, but in this case, it seemed to make sense to leave it in. So you'll hear about my first experience with Steve's music that he wrote for Cypher 007 when we get started in just a moment. Join us on Discord. Link is down in the show notes. If you can support us financially on Patreon, that'd be great. Patreon.com slash level and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you can. We will be taking a week away and then we will be back November 10th. We will be back. All right. Here is my conversation with Steve Pardo about his music for Cypher 007. What was funny is that literally I did not pay attention to what soundtrack you sent me. Oh, for, wow. Like, I mean, I did in, a, in the coming weeks, but when you initially sent it to me, you yeah. know, a month ago, I was just like, oh, great, Steve, more music from Steve. Sweet. We'll put him on the okay. calendar. Don't care what it is, you know? <laughs> cool. And wow. so then you sent me the link to the SoundCloud. And so I was driving to work one morning and I'm like, oh, cool. I'll listen to Steve's music. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this sounds like James Bond. And then this... <laughs> And then the second track starts, the and second I'm like, track. I'm like, is this some kind of homage? And then I'm like, no, this is definitely a James Bond game, Emily. I'm literally playing the James Bond theme. James yeah. Bond game. <laughs> so that was just hilarious how I could oh, wow. miss that, you know, like so that pay that little attention and just <laughs> only be like, yes, new Steve Pardo, you know? So that was that was really funny. It's but, good um, to know that even right off the bat, you were like, "I'm pretty sure this is James Bond," yeah. and then and then it was made very clear. But it's, it's good to know that you were already leaning that way. <laughs> I was leaning that way, one. and that's because yeah. it's fantastic. And 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 um, <laughs> I don't want to uh, spoil all the things I loved about it quite yet. But um, why don't you just go ahead and introduce the game? Sure. Uh, and you know, we'll we'll go from there. Well, like you spoiled it for everybody, it is a James <laughs> Bond game. <laughs> I think they've seen the title. They've probably gotten it by this by this point. But yeah. um, yep, Cipher 007 is the title. It's on Apple Arcade. Um, I'm playing it on my iPhone. Um, it's yeah. fun on all the Apple places, uh, iPad and Apple TV. Um, and it was made for the Apple ecosystem. So hyper-optimized, you know, for, for that platform. The controls feel so great. Um, like, you know, all the Apple Arcade, uh, you know, like Apple ecosystem pluses are there. But it's it's mainly like an homage to James Bond as a film franchise, as, you know, the characters that we love, um, the locations that we love. Like, it, it's it's about that and trying to present that in a way that's fun for on-the-go play. So, you know, um, when I when I first got brought onto the project by my friend Caitlin, who is the senior producer there at Tilting Point, um, it was co-developed by Tilting Point and a Swedish developer, Pixelbyte. Pixelbyte is made known famous from uh, their award-winning game series, Space Marshals, which is okay. also iOS first, kind of, you know, top-down, uh, casual, but awesome and fun and intense shooter games, uh, spy kind of games. So so when Tilting Point and Pixelbyte merged, it made a whole ton of... They didn't merge... You know, uh, they brought on yeah. Pixelbyte as the developers. It made so much sense because they already had made this awesome, plat like, uh, you know, engine for this type of game that was the game we're making. And we were already <laughs> inspired by the Space Marshals game. So it was just awesome to kind of get, like, in the weeds with those guys and... um you know, kind of like make the best kind of game that we wanted to make anyway with this franchise. Yeah, um, I mean, oh, yeah. go on, keep going. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I mean, that that's that's effectively it. I mean, like the the con the concept of the game is like classic James Bond as you know him in classic environments, 
fighting classic baddies, you know, but presented in a way that like, okay, how are we going to make this work? And so it's got a brand new story, very dreamlike, you know, very modern in that way. Like it's still, it's not like an old school retro game. It's a new modern game. So we're tying the old with the new. And then how, where do I fit in? Like who I'm a jazz musician and saxophone player. You know, you know me from the signs of the Sojourner soundtrack. So trying to like fit in my musical language with, the Bond musical language, as you as you would assume, was a challenge in and of itself. Like, how do I fit in here? Um, what does the game need? So there's a lot a lot of stuff that needed consideration just to tie it all together. Um, but like immediately when when Caitlin brought us on, we were like, this is going to be so much fun. This is <laughs> I mean, there's no way this isn't going to be so much fun to work on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What yeah. was it like when you found out that it was Bond and that you'd be doing music for a Bond, like a oh, legit Bond situation? <laughs> we, I had a proper freak out. If, if, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, because I've been a lifelong uh, Bond fan for sure. Um, yeah. it, maybe not lifelong, but like it all started with Goldeneye, 007 oh, yeah, on yeah. N64. Um, okay, yeah. Like yeah. me and me and my friends. Um, that's still our main game. Like that we play wow. whenever whenever we think about what are we going to play together, we're, we're the first thing that comes up is Goldeneye for N64. <laughs> and it's like, by now, the, those controls are mad outdated and there are so many better multiplayer couch co-op-y kind of <laughs> games to play. But that's still the game that we all like, it's in our blood, it's in our DNA. And yeah. so, you know, the the musical language of that was the first thing that popped into my head. I'm like, of course, like, oh, we get to do that kind of retro sound. People are going to love that. That I could not be farther off from what the game needed and what the original design was. Like that idea of N sixty four Goldeneye was not on the table at all. So it was yeah. it was nice to kind of like not have to try and live up to that. Um, you know that culturally, it's all so. I mean, it was such a big moment that game when it mm-hmm. came out for my generation, especially just like um, the first time, like a real first person shooter on a Nintendo console. What? And it's James Bond. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, the films too, I think that like the Pierce Brosnan films, I, you know, watched those in the theaters when they came out Mm -hmm. and then all the Daniel Craig films are so amazing. (laughs) Um, and then, and then it wasn't actually until recently that I went back and this is before I got asked to do, uh, this project. Um, I watched all the Sean Connery. Bonds. Oh, you did. Okay. So I've never seen a Roger Moore one, and uh, really, and any of the ones. That, no, I I think I've maybe seen them in passing, but okay. um, when I got asked to do the projects, I'd only seen the Sean Connery ones, uh, the Pierce Brosnan ones, and, and the Daniel uh, the Daniel Craig ones. So I've seen yeah. all of those, wow. and everyone in the middle. Sorry, I just hit my mic. Yeah. All the ones in the middle, I've I completely skipped, <laughs> which was wow. great for this project, honestly, yeah. because like that those. I mean the the film. Um, Specifically, um, sorry, uh, what was it? Um, specifically, you only live twice uh, oh. was a big inspiration for mm-hmm. okay. um, uh, the second chapter. So that was relevant, you know, that I needed to know that one. Yes. But besides, but besides that, it was the it was all about Sean Connery and all about um, you know uh, Daniel Craig yeah. and a little bit of that modern stuff in the Pierce Brosnan film. So like. Yeah. Having cultural musical awareness of those two eras was like minimum viable awareness for going into this project. For and and you know I'm I don't want to say I shouldn't have watched the other movies, but time is of the essence. And I think I, I felt like I, I I knew I knew what this game needed um, in yeah. order to at least I was aware of what this game needed in order for us to like get started and get rolling. Yeah. yeah. So you know the the main theme is so iconic. Um, and it's been in every single film, Gosh, uh, except yes. one of the Daniel Craig films they used it at the end instead, right. which I think is a little blasphemous, but whatever. <laughs> it's <a> whole, <laughs> Fair enough. Um, only because it, it it's just, it's the beginning. That's how Bond films start. And I love how in those early years, John Barry was like, okay, but we're going to do this song first and then we're going to go into, you know, which is really cool. So just all these really creative ways to implement the theme. And that's one of the things I loved about your soundtrack too, is just independent of the um, title theme, of course, uh, just all the little snippets of melody you use throughout Mm -hmm. in, in um, whether it's the creeping around stealthy music or combat. So just talk to me about, 
you know, that theme itself, if you would. Yeah, we're. I'm so thankful that we had that theme to play with. It. I don't think we could have done this game or any Bond yeah. anything can exist without that theme. It is. Yeah. I, I think it's the most iconic film theme, um, except for maybe Star Wars or something. Like, yeah, like yeah. it's it's up there for the, at least that you know, arguably in the top five for sure. And, Absolutely. And like to get to play with that um, was a. I, it, it was sort of a requirement. I, I think I, I I wouldn't have I would have been able to do it. But it wouldn't have been as Bondy. People would have been yeah. free, you know upset, <laughs> understandably. <laughs> so the fact that we got that right away that was our that that was part of the initial discussions was like, phew. Okay, good. Yeah, we got like the heart. <laughs> we figured out the hardest th- part of all this is like nailing the the doing the IP the justice it deserves. So. Yeah. Um, I knew we wanted to um, incorporate that into the theme somehow, um, but I sort of took it in a, as a personal like um, challenge to re-record the original Monty Norman slash John Barry, you know, um, their version. There, there have been other versions. Yes. Um, but like their version the of 1962. the James Bond theme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The quintessential Doctor no. no. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't have used the, the original Doctor No one, but it would have felt out of place. So, yeah. but I want, but I still wanted that version because it's like <laughs> quintessential Bond. Yeah. So uh, I literally just transcribed it from here, um, from their recording. Oh, really? Um, yep. I just transcribed it, all the oh, parts, interesting. and we record it as as note for note as like Mike I could possibly. <laughs> uh, you know, here. There's um, no arrangement of it out, out there? I mean, not to, I mean, but just transcribing is, is time-consuming. If there is, it actually wasn't. Um, oh, I mean, okay. like, you know, like, I yeah, I mean, I know that piece of music, sure. like, the back yeah. of my hand. It's so. not like Stravinsky or something. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just a bunch yeah. of minor six chords, you know. It's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of you to sit in a bunch of minor six chords. It's so. true. It's uh, true. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and then, you know, like, uh what was I going to say? Um, I'm sorry, I derailed you there. No, no, no. Just uh, <laughs> re-recording like, the main theme. Yes, and, yes. Yeah. So, like, I I knew we wanted it to be classy, but like have the same ensemble that the rest of the game has. So it doesn't feel like overly large, you yeah. know, like one of some of the newer renditions do, um, and overly vintage, like the original John Barry one has. So it's somewhere in the middle. Like, okay, it's representative of this game. Yeah. And the ensemble that makes up most of the tracks in this, um, most of the pieces here, uh, and has the sort of the same studio production quality. That, so it just all fits together, you know. Mm-hmm. But but th- you can tell this one for sure is dialed up a little bit hotter to kind of <laughs> give it that like taper, tapey saturation yep. thing, you know. So we spent a lot of time just dialing that in and getting it feel like brassy and hot and... Yeah, you know, have have all that sparkle and 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 tape saturation, um, yeah. while not going overboard. I think we delivered a few mixes to Eon early that were like pretty over the top. You know, <laughs> like, uh, can you dial it? Can you just like reel it in, please? Like, just you know, they're bad. they were a little upset. I'm like, yes, of course, we'll just turn it down. Literally turn it down <laughs> turn before it, it hits down. the compressor. Um, and that that was all we needed. But that was a lot of fun getting yeah. the for that. The brass section just totally destroyed it. Did you do five trumpets? Four, what did you do? Four trumpets, four trombones? What did you do? Well, yeah, we had a unique section. We had um, three trombones, three trombones, three French horns, three trumpets. Oh, French horns. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, I, I yeah. knew I wanted French horns yeah. primarily for the, re- the rest of the soundtrack. But then there uh. were um, elements of the James Bond theme that I'm like, is that a trombone? Like in my head, I'm like, is that a trombone or mm. is that a French horn? And and then I just like, who cares? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm recording it. I can do whatever I want. So. Right, right. And there it was really fun to have like effectively a jazz ensemble 
right? And no saxophones, and instead French horns. Oh, Thought wow. that was like. I mean, I recorded saxophones. I overdubbed saxophones later. Okay. Um, okay. For those of you that don't know, I'm a saxophone player. Yeah. Um, but having <laughs> French horns there um, as part of the brass section, kind of like being in between her, like you know. One on trombone part, what would have been a trombone part, and two on a trumpet part, or vice versa. Um, yeah. It was just fun to play around with that. And man, like, for, I think that, what is it, the Gil Evans ensemble, the Miles Davis yeah. stuff, that's sort of like in my blood too. Like, I, I love that sound, I love hearing that. So, yeah. Had that be a part so of the jazz ensemble portion of this one. Adds a, such an amazing timbre to the just the color, right? It just mm. adds such a beautiful color, and um, that you just can't get from trombones and trumpets, even if you combine them. You know, horn is just a unique weirdo. Yeah, the, it's a glue. It's it's, it's a glue. Melodic. It's expressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When called upon, it is. There, nothing beats it. I mean, like, I remember last time we talked together, or it was two times ago, we were raving about the clarinet, and now here we are raving oh, yeah. about the French horn. <laughs> <laughs> it's French horn's turn in the in the, oh, in the spotlight. I love yeah. horn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I ended up kind of going down, uh, of course, a rat hole. I've, uh, you know, if people aren't super familiar with Bond, those early films mm. were all done by the British composer John Barry, who is, you know, Academy Award winning, Grammy winning composer was yeah. of course um and and i always loved john barry i mean yeah. two of my favorite films growing up were dances with wolves and out of africa Those are his two biggies, other than Bond, right? Right. One, one could argue. Um, and you can, of course, I'm like, well, surely somebody has put a super cut of all the Bond themes together. And so I just put that in the background oh, one day. And it's yeah. so fun to just cool. hear how they change. And then, you know, as oh, the it singers changes. come in. It evolves. And, it's oh, it changes so much. And um, just, just such a rich uh, yeah. fountain of... <laughs> <laughs> musical color in in those. it really is just music history in a way you can see <laughs> the the change from studio orchestra to funk to disco to 80s yes. synth pop to industrial <laughs> to you know techno and now all the way back to you know Adele Sam Smith you yep. know yep. don't say Radiohead you know like <laughs> I I love the Radiohead cut track for yeah. what it's worth. Uh, that was a big inspiration for, for this soundtrack. For sure. really? Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge Radiohead fan. Yeah. Well, I mean, you sh- I, I don't want to say you should be, but it's yeah. a it's a good, that's a good well to tap as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for, for this type of game especially, I mean, like, thinking about that history that you just, um, you know, brought up is, was, was I, I mean, it was a little intimidating, I'll say. I mean, how could it not be? Just right. to be like, oh gosh, like, there's Paul McCartney and then right next to Paul, Steve Pardo. Like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, thankfully, it's a video game for Apple, so it's not, not the same, you know, exactly yeah. the same situation. But nonetheless, you know, trying to be inspired by those guys. And I I mean, I wanted to uh, initially, like, I was like, I'm going to do com- something completely different and do, like, an old school, like, swinging Benny Goodman big big band thing for this soundtrack, which is actually what the, the studio wanted. Like, they were like, we want it to be jazzy. Interesting. I, I don't 
think that was the right. It was just yeah. <laughs> as one of the Eon uh, folk mentioned, they thought like some of my early sketches were too jazz hands. They like literally were like, <laughs> Steve, it sounds jazz handsy. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, that's uh, that's my guilty pleasure coming yeah. out a little bit too much there. I apologize. Yeah. Um, so when we were, like, trying to find, all right, what, where is the inspiration really? Um, it was really, like, in the more modern, like, the Billie Eilish stuff, um, her her piece for um, the, the last film, uh, which is just gorgeous, absolutely mm. gorgeous. Hans Zimmer, his take on the soundtrack – uh, for the last film was just one of my favorites. Um, mm. I, I couldn't get enough of it. Mm. Um, and Billie Eilish's song, I thought just like the two of them worked so well together wow. um, yeah. as a whole. And then, you know, obviously the Radiohead piece, the Adele piece, the Sam Smith piece. I think like the the trajectory of the last few um, songs and soundtracks, I think were, like we wanted to, I think more, as as we went on, we more so wanted to live in that lane um, than to try and be like, you know, too vintagey, too big band. There is, like, you know, a good amount of saxophone and alto flute and, you know, frilliness going on that kind of is a hint, a callback to that yeah. stuff. And we can yep. get into that with some of the specific tracks. But for the most part, I think that, like, that modern dreaminess and romanticism through, like, a modern take on texture and orchestration, I thought was, like, okay, yeah, like, we, it's, it's, in the, it's in these pieces. It's in these films and with these more modern day composers and and the, some of the songs that pair with the Bond films. Yeah. So talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, some of the instrumentation decisions you did sure. make then. Yeah. So for the, like the title theme, Decipher, which that's the actual name of the song, uh, Decipher, that plays on the main menu. Um, when we got to doing that, um, I initially thought like, you know, um, typically here there is lyrics. Typically there's a singer. And so the yeah. approach was I'm going to write this as if it was a song with a singer. And I even wrote lyrics for it. That was just, just like to help me oh, get wow. there with a melody. Yeah. Um, so it was just me on the Whirly, which is sitting right here next to me. Um, and, you know, just a really kind of simple song, you know, slow and romantic. romantic in my dry dreamy you know west coast <laughs> west coast jazz world you know that kind yeah. of romantic yeah um but like you know wanted to live in that you know a similar space that i think the signs of the sojourner soundtrack lives in where it's like what instruments can i play like as much <laughs> of like the that live you know performing on real instruments um you know, it, that that kind of inspires me to compose and to write music that way. Just like, all right, pick up this, apply that, try a little part here, you know, orchestrate that on a flute and pair it with, um, you know, uh, like a, um, a bell or a synth bell or a high guitar chimey thing with an effects pedal on it. Like I, I sort of thrive in that headspace compositionally. Like when I'm writing, that's what I'm inherently doing. So I always start there, but then, okay, this is a James Bond soundtrack like lush brass lush small studio orchestra uh, string orchestra sound like lots of unison lots of like glissandos um and then like yep. drummer on brushes you know yes. kind of like being moody I, i'm a huge david lynch fan so <laughs> i definitely wanted that because this the you know one of the main 
uh, story beats in this is there's what's called the mind trap, which is like um, Bond gets captured early on in the game, taken hostage, and he's put into this, like, they don't really tell you what it is, but it's a sort of machine-ish thing that, um, you know, uh, forces Bond to, to live out his history, to live out his life through this hallucination. So you're basically, the entire game is you're playing his hallucinations. He doesn't know that. But yeah. you sort of find that out pretty soon that none of this is real. None of this is really happening. It's all a dream. He's just re-experiencing all these things. Um, so that dreaminess, I thought, like, right away when I wrote Decipher, um, I thought, like, well, let me just do a couple more takes of just some improv, and I'll reverse the entire the entire take I just did um, so that, the you know, the, the sound of me improvising over this piece is being completely reversed as it goes. No other effects except for maybe some reverb. Yeah. And that... Worked surprisingly well. I did <laughs> a little chopping up so that I made sure that some of the chord scales aligned with the, the actual <laughs> chord progression of the song. Um, but besides that, it was like, oh, this was actually like pretty easy to do, you wow. know, like, uh, and it didn't require like, I mean, I, you know, I'm a jazz musician. I know how to like play some bebop lines on a, <laughs> on a keyboard. So, like, literally in every piece of music in this soundtrack, there's me just, like, right-hand soloing on on the whirly, and then I'm just hitting the reverse button. Really? Um, yeah, so that's, like, a big, big part of the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, incredible. So, yeah, to tie it all together, it's me playing all these instruments poorly uh, <laughs> around me. And then it's um, and then it's a lot of right hand reverse whirly, and then mad props to I mean there's a ton of guitar. It's yeah. James Bond, yeah, yeah a ton yeah. of guitar, a ton yep. of like affected out you know melodies and and ambience. Um, that's a, a whole other podcast just talking about my guitar and all that. But <laughs> what like, do you mean? Um, what do you just mean? the effects? Oh, like okay. yeah, like the, how I just you know get weird and mad scientist <laughs> pedal tricks and all that um, okay. every every composer who nerd, loves to nerd about this stuff so i'll save that for <laughs> another time um yeah but like you know a lot of you know and then just tying that in with the brass and the strings and and just trying to dial in on the on a mood while trying i mean like again like with so much history in this ip yeah. like it you kind of have to find in my in my in my case at least like what can I do that feels authentic to the game, to myself, and to this IP? And I thought, mm-hmm. like, that merging eventually took shape. Like, once once the game, honestly, once the game started getting there, too, like, it found its identity with the mind trap and with pairing up with uh, Pixel Byte. Like, what, what, there was a merging that happened right around that time um, where the music and the game and the story all started to line up. And it, it yeah. was right around the time when I wrote Decipher, that piece of music. Okay. Because, and that Decipher, again, that's the one that right when you load up the game, that's what you hear. And when yeah. you see the menu or the, yeah, the menu. And, and I just loved it. I, it, the oh, mood cool. is really perfect. And the other thing I really liked about it is how warm it sounds. Mm. You know what I mean? You just, it's just like, uh, yeah, it just has a warm mix to it. I think. Good. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's I'm glad I'm glad that that came across. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's great. We and wanted of course, it to feel inviting and and yeah. and like you know hint at something larger there. Yeah. But but yeah, and and inevitably like we also wanted you to just like like it. Like I think <laughs> like I was hoping that some like you could like hear the song and be like, "Okay, I like this." Yes. Um yeah. that's not always what I'm going surprisingly. That's not always what you like in a video game soundtrack. Sometimes you want it to be grating and like intense and Sure. You know, yeah. but for this piece of music, like, I was hoping that it would feel like nice. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm glad glad to hear yeah, that. It does. heard a lot of cello too sure here and there so and and that was you i assume yeah that was i i typically uh outsource that um but i got inspired recently to purchase my own 
uh, cello sitting behind me, as you can see. Okay, there it is, yeah. And, uh, you know, because there wasn't too cello melody on this, there there are here and there, and when when the cello is playing a melody, more likely than not, it's um, Caitlin Rates or one of the other fabulous cello players that we got during the session. But I'm playing a lot of just, like, ambience or, you know, just, like, you know, little trills and... Yeah. Uh, I'm not a cellist by any stretch of the imagination, but I had a lot of fun, yeah, like fiddling around with that throughout the soundtrack. Did you try any new instruments for this soundtrack? Gosh, that's a good question. Because it's such a traditional, um, you know, so I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't, but just, you know. Yeah, like, let me look around my room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, oh, well, I did get a bass six. Does that count as a new oh, instrument? well, of course. Tell okay. us about <laughs> it. Yes, tell us all about it. Yeah, the bass six is actually. I think McLean brought this up when he was talking about firmament. I want to say so. Something it's like making that. another period. Yeah, something yeah. like that. <laughs> but yeah, it's a fabulous uh, '60s kind of you know twangy bass guitar hybrid, six string bass. Um, so with with this instrument being so you know quintessentially '60s. Um, <laughs> I thought that it would make sense. And, you know, I found one that wasn't too expensive. And and uh, it gets a lot of showtime on this soundtrack. It doubles the main guitar part, which I played on a telly. Which I wondered it about that. is not played on a telly. Right. It's typically played on kind of an old school arch top, you know. But, mm-hmm. no, this, I got the sound. And I got pretty close. It's not like the yep. sound. But I thought yep. it was close enough uh, with the telly. I had a really fun time trying to, like, mic the amp and this room and try to get it like as close to that John Barry studio orchestra sound yeah. and so I tried like three or four different mic positions eventually all it was was the room mic just like one I think it was uh, my Coles 4038 like just one <laughs> Coles mic wow getting the getting the room and that was it like amazing I was like oh yeah that makes sense like that's probably how they recorded it <laughs> it's true they probably weren't doing close miking back then you know so Wow. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. No, but besides that, I mean, a lot of alto flute. Okay. Um, I I think since Signs of the Sojourner, which is the last time we talked, I did get my Barry saxophone. Oh, so is that nice. in the shot? It's I have a not. Barry saxophone. Amazing. Yeah, yeah you got to grab that. Kind of takes two hands, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, here she is. Oh, is, uh, look at that. An old busher. Oh, um, I love it. Which I got, wow. I, I got it. It was in horrible, horrible condition. Oh no, really? But a buddy of mine here in town repairs saxophones, and he okay. was like, he took the challenge. He was like, yeah, I got this. So nice. he totally set it up from from top to bottom, and it plays amazing. So yeah, it makes a, a feature on the James Bond thing, actually. Actually, so I'm playing it nice. on, on there. Yeah. Is that a flugelhorn back there, or just a trumpet? I can't. I can't. That really is a cornet. Tell. Oh, it's a cornet. I could tell there was something weird about it, but from the distance, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's that's I I do play some trumpet on this, but really? okay. This one needed the classy, yeah. you know, first called Nashville horn <laughs> section. <laughs> so yeah, especially for less, that main theme, less yeah. Steve trumpet on this one than in other in other spots. But I am playing some of the main string parts on Decipher. Um, oh, cool! I think okay. actually the melody I'm playing violin and and cello on that one. I mean, we got mm-hmm. the 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 pros to like double it and sip, but there was something about the amateur. (laughs) 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 It just, (laughs) just had to sound bad. I don't know why. Yeah. (laughs) No, I mean the folksy, I let's call it that. Like the folksy vibe worked really well with that, like kind of gritty, like, um, you know, portamento kind of thing. So it's sitting in there alongside David Davidson and a few others. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, Bloody Martini is the name of a track that is just such a great example of how there are just little snippets of the theme here and there. Um, 
Yeah. So, yeah. so talk about having that playground to to play in. Yeah, Bloody Martini is a good example of me trying to get over the fact that um, you know this was not GoldenEye 007, and <laughs> people are going to be thinking about that pause track. You know, the when you have the watch on. up the watch and you hear that sick hip-hop you know <laughs> 90s you know what i'm talking about it's like yeah. it's been memefied it's like it's in the cultural zeitgeist um <laughs> yeah. so we actually on the first delivery of that track i mean th- we don't have like a pause track but we were like this is the spot to do it it's like ui screen they're going to be sitting on there for a while mm-hmm. let's have our like Bond jam right yeah. there. So the first yeah. pass we did, um, I had Chris Wilson helping me on this one. Um, Do I know Chris it was Wilson? Like, Chris Wilson is a colleague of mine at SKU Sound. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. We collaborate on just about everything. Um, oh, cool. And so this was this was the one piece where I'm like, Chris, I think you would nail this. It's like very well, like at least in the Bond, like GoldenEye, yeah. like when we were going that down that direction. Yeah. It was gonna be that. So I'm like, Chris, can you like deliver me the sickest, most awesome, you know? <laughs> Or like homage to that, and yeah. he did, and it was amazing. Yeah. But then we put it in game, and it just wasn't like it was right. He nailed it, but yeah. for this game, it just didn't. It was like from a different soundtrack. Mm. So um, we'll it'll get out there hopefully someday. But uh, Chris's yeah, Chris's version of that. Um, so this was just a piece that I wrote as like, okay, well, let's keep it in the cipher sound. Um, well, yeah. it still has that groove, like that. Yep, you know. Brushes. Call it hip hop. Br- brushes with a backbeat. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I got my friend uh, Christian Barsvik, uh, who is the lead alto player for um, the Airmen of Note. Okay. He was in town. We're really good friends. And wow. he brought his flute and he just like went to town. He like, I just said, hey, improvise over this whole thing. And then nice. uh, I cut it up a little bit and put some delay on it. So, so that's him that's on the flute him in there. Oh, flute. cool. Okay. Cause that stuff, I just loved all those touches too. Just little flourishes here and there that, cool. you know, independent of the little theme flourishes, they're, the, they're all these like improvised uh, things dropped in there. in that regard, I mean, that really is also in your DNA is improvisation and jazz yeah. and, and all of those things. And I mean, there's just, you know, you were mentioning sixth minor six chords, but there's an awful lot of major seven chords in here too, you know, like. The, the, oh, yeah. Yeah. So Good, good ear. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, I am throwing in some, like, that chord shouldn't be there. Like, that doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make sense, especially in, in the combat music yeah i'm i'm kind of like tricking you with like yeah a, a, ma- a random major seven chord that like <laughs> <laughs> i'm honestly surprised that eon didn't say something about that but i think that i either just like was going by too fast and there they had other things to think about but like there's um there's a harmonic language from in 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 the jazz you know new york jazz scene from like the early aughts i'm thinking like kurt rosenwinkel Okay. John Hollenbeck, Brad Meldow, yeah. where like there's so I can't even like totally describe it. It kind of stems from that Wayne Shorter thing where like any chord can work <laughs> if there's context, if there's melodic yeah. like tension and release that lends itself to it. And so yeah. I would I especially like with the combat sequences, I I wanted like I just for some reason with the traitor, I really wanted there to be like I love the idea of like the Miles Davis jazz. Uh, quintet from the 60s like Tony Williams yeah, and Herbie mm-hmm. like the fast like yep. like the fast Tony Williams ride cymbal with like Brad Meldow playing right hand piano like just like, <laughs> fast ridiculous stuff in odd times like yep. fast and then there being like James Bond brass and James Bond strings I just loved that as a, a concept yeah so 
that's effectively what the traitor is and a, a bit of what the escape is as well. Those are the two okay. big combat, like okay. big action sequences. Yeah. Um, and then there's these like hidden, like you said, like, what's that chord doing there? That's the, <laughs> <laughs> why is there an E major seven on like a, you know, uh, like it's a D, D minor piece of music but there's an e major seven randomly (laughs) it's it's uh, there's something about that where it's just like if you can find a way to make it work it actually tells a bit of a story like there's just like a little glimmer of hope or love or romanticism in the midst of turmoil yeah that that's why bond that's what bond is fighting for so like you know i was able to you know justify it yes uh (laughs) that's how i I get away with it my stupid ideas i try to justify it narratively I think Escape, is that the one in seven? There's a... Com- yep. Yeah. So, I mean, combat tracks are always great for those odd meters because you're supposed to be kind of off your game, right? You're just yeah. like a little bit. So, so talk talk about that. Yeah. Um, again, like, you know, both of those pieces of music, uh, The Traitor is the uh, is like the bigger one. Escape is, uh, is a little bit more driving and regular, if you will, even though sure. they're both in seven. So the escape is for, there's a couple sequences in the game. One of them is when um, your, uh, let's see, your, oh yeah, you're like um, blowing up these, like, this is in the in like the tutorial even. You're blowing up these um, computer terminals that are going to explode and you're going to like, you know, you've been locked in and you got to kind of get your way out of there fast with a rocket launcher. And so like, you know, time's running out, the clock's coming down. and. Yep. So this piece of music is sort of that. I, I'm inspired by um, the the sequence in uh, in Metroid at the end. I think it's the original Metroid and Super Metroid at the end when like you just beat the Mother Brain, you got to get out. Um, <laughs> so I like I love that that kind of action sequence because yep. it's not like there's a big boss. Yeah, it's just it's suspenseful and you got to be on your toes. You got to move. You got to move yeah. now. Yeah. So like that's a little bit where the inspiration of like I, I mean I. You know, as a jazz musician, I'm used to being on the stage as a saxophone player, and we're cooking it like 350 beats per minute. I'm like, what am I gonna do? Like, how am I supposed to play over three at 350 yeah. beats a minute? I have to play 16th notes at three. Like, no, but you do yeah. because it's survival. There's like, a, there's an, there's an anxiety and like an adrenaline rush yep. that you get from that. And so, like, I thought about that, and and that's again like where the inspiration came from. But the traitor is a little bit more of that conventional video game boss where it's like, he's a big baddie. There's got to be some big, <laughs> nasty brass and bleh, monster yeah. just bleh. Um, so it's a, it's a little bit more conventional in that way. It's a little bit more angular in that, you know, mm-hmm. there's a multi-stage boss fight going on. So there's different sections that weave in and out. Um, a little bit more harmonically complex. Um, okay. So, yeah, I just like I love the idea again of like there being this traditional jazz ensemble cooking while there's like the main James Bond theme playing in <laughs> the background, you know. <laughs> there's not really like a specific traitor or escape theme. Just like yeah. I, I thought that those two themes were strong enough to where like the, the player doesn't need a, a third theme for a boss battle. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. it's really just playing with those motifs and, you know, cooking. You know, (laughs) cooking in a jazz ensemble (laughs) while you're fighting Jaws, you know, trying to save the world.
much time did you work on this? Uh, let's see. We started. Oh goodness, it's been a it's been a minute. It was uh, I want to say early or mid twenty twenty one. Okay. Uh, it was when we got brought in, and that that was before we had Pixelbyte. So we were we were doing sketches pretty early on, um, and throwing them over to MGM and Eon to get their take on things. Okay. Uh, and you know, doing a lot of spec work with because I also was the audio lead on the project. So oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I was leading uh, a team of a few sound designers, Jasmine Serrano, Matt Galt, and Nick Coleman, who's a uh, you know colleague of mine at Sound, also contributed to uh, some of the sound design. But okay, um, and we thought we were going to be doing implementation in Game Engine, so we were preparing for that. And then once mm. Pixel Pixelbyte got brought on, I think that was early 2022. Um, that you know part of the gig had lifted. So all we had to do was content, and that was great. Mm. And Pixelbyte, like I said, they're just – they own this space. They <laughs> know how to make a great action game for Apple yeah. Ecosystem. So cool. um, they were super great with, uh, you know, I had a few ideas. You know, more traditional, but nonetheless, like, technically, you know, would require some work to get some of the music system ideas I had up and running. Mm-hmm. And they were very willing – to put some effort into that, uh, oh, into those cool. new features. So they, there's like, um, you know, a more, you know, still kind of like traditional, but still um, an advanced interactive music system to power intensity changes, some transitions, um, like uh, stem swapping. So like, a, you know, a few instruments come in and out. I don't know if you heard, there's like a synth and a bass that come in if you're like in a pretty heavy combat sequence yeah. <laughs> in the game. Um, it's not on the, the actual, like, soundtrack soundtrack, but oh, okay. um, in-game, if you're, like, going in and out of combat, there's, like, it, it pumps you up a little bit. Um, nice. So that that was a new feature that got built. But, like, freeing that implementation side up meant that I could level up the music yep. even more than I was planning. I'd write more music. I could take it to, um, you know, the studio and, and hire some folks to help flush it out. Uh and they were just, they just like were so gracious with their time, eager to make the music work as well as it could. Obviously, yeah. they were excited too about working on a James Bond game. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> there was eagerness all around. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Oh, it's so amazing. Yeah, I was curious about if what your, you know, what hand you had in terms of the, the sound, sound design and things like that, because of course you mm-hmm. are um, co owner of Skew Sound. Tell, tell, remind us about Skew Sound, if you would. Yeah. So, um, Co-owner of Skew Sound, which was founded in 2014, I we founded that. It's, it's myself, uh, my colleague Chris Wilson, who I mentioned um, earlier, uh, who also does music, uh, but he's also a sound designer. He's the he's the one of us that's a bit of a hybrid. Um, and then Dan Chrislip and Nick Coleman, who are sound designers. Um, and then uh, around this time, we brought in two other sound designers, Jasmine and Matt. Okay. And this was one of their, if not their first big project to support us, uh, oh, to help, cool. to help us with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and it was around this time where, um, there were, there were, there were some changes. So we kind of, in the, at the end of 20 of last year, um, we got brought into a company called probably monsters. Skew sound did. So we didn't get bought, but we got, you know, effectively like, you know, we're going to book you hundred <laughs> percent of your time. Um, <laughs> So we still have Skew Sound, and then a few other big projects that are still in the works. Um, one of which I'm working with Brent Meyer, who we discussed uh, had on your show. So me and Brent are working together on something. Nice. Yeah, Skew Sound is alive and well. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, you know we're also working on this big pro, a couple big things with uh, with probably monsters. Um, cool. So a lot going on. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's amazing. Uh, I mean, what more do you want to say about 007? Cipher um, 007. Yeah, I mean, I would I would check out the game. I think it's a lot Definitely. of fun. If you're a Bond fan, mm-hmm. like it's an easy win. It's just yeah. so it's not like Goldeneye, and I think if you try and like if you wish it was Goldeneye, you'll be disappointed. And it's <laughs> it's it works um, without having to live up to that. Oh yeah, idea. like yeah. It, it's fun and it's it it just is James Bond yep. for an Apple ecosystem. The Apple ecosystem. So if you have yeah. an iPhone and you have Apple Arcade, it's honestly a no-duh thing. It's great. Exactly. So. Yeah. I have um, thoroughly enjoyed playing it. And it cool. it looks so good, too, in addition to the cool. sound being amazing and everything. I mean, that 
but it just looks great. And, you know, I remember, of course, the early iterations of games like that years and years ago and just being kind of clunky and they've just gotten so good. And Oh, totally. Yeah. It's, it's so smooth and, yeah, it's really fun little stealth situation. I I also endorse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of fun playing through the game and enjoying it. Like, yeah. And it was always fun. Like, it, like... As soon as we got the the first build through Pixelbyte, it was like, oh gosh, this is <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a breeze, you know. And of course, it's never a breeze, but you know, it was it was uh, we knew that this we had something that was fun uh, yep. pretty soon. Yeah. Um, and I really love the story. Um, I think that anything that has to do with sort of dreaminess and mm. you know, uh, hinting at something on the outside is a bit of a guilty pleasure for me. Um, and so James Bond plus that, you know, I, I was able to flex mm-hmm. my, like, you know, mm-hmm. glitchy David Lynch, those the, that side of me, which is kind of present in everything I do. I can't escape it. But to really, like, <laughs> own it and not be not be ashamed, um, yeah. Yeah. it was a lot of fun uh, to, to do that for James Bond. I still can't believe, like, I mean, you know, I don't want to say it's just Apple Arcade, but, like, it, you know, it does feel... Like it is, uh, what do you call it? Like Canon James Bond. I got yeah. to work on a Canon James Bond thing, which yep. is yep. A, little, a little shocking. Like, oh wow, cool. Like yeah. that's, and I've always loved, you know, the the James Bond universe, cinematic universe, and game oh, yeah. universe. So to be yep. able to be a part of that, I have I, I'm really thankful to Caitlin to, who brought us in and yep. to the team there. because I wanted to follow up on that and I I neglected because we went somewhere else but you mentioned earlier about how it was a little too jazz handy at at the start (laughs) was that because it was just too big bandy were you using the big band in that way or were you um, you know what was it what was that kind of like yeah I actually have the track pulled up here I thought really maybe I could play it over the the phone that'd be amazing yeah because I I think it's funny enough to to share with you it's (laughs) Okay. I mean, it's not like, it's not, I mean, it's a good, it's a sketch. I just want to make sure I have my original sound on. Um, Yeah, because your audio, yeah, you changed it. Yeah. One way or another, I can, I could, I could get you the, um, the music anyway. But here it is. This is, um, I think I wrote this for a chase theme. Okay. Uh, Can you hear that? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that was the first, one of the first sketches I had yeah. done. And I was just, like, flexing my muscles. and like, does jazz in James Bond work? Like, <laughs> like it obviously, you know, John Barry is of that tradition. But, like, yep. real, like, swing, uh, yep. gonna work. And pretty quickly, it was like, nah, nope. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I think that's all right. So, I think I, I, what I was able to get away with on this soundtrack um I thought, you know, was a was the right blend of like it's there, it's subtle, yep. and it has some harmonic language of of that tradition, but it's not all in. And I, initially, we were like, let's try all in, and yep, yeah, it was uh, not great. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you switch original sound back? Oh yeah, oh yep. word. All right, yeah, no, that's that's incredible. I because because I was like, well, how could? Of course, that would work, but then. <laughs> Then when you think about like stealthing around, I mean and stuff, it was what, it, what, it was kitschy. Like it's just it's yeah. not the right. Yeah, you can yeah. do it. And honestly, you you listen to that early early John Barry stuff, like you know even Doctor No, like that era is kitschy. Yeah. Like it it has kitschy yep. to it, and that's okay. That's like the sixties. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, um, it was modern for the time, I'm sure, but kitschy now. <laughs> exactly, and they leaned into that intentionally, and that, that's fine. Like it's it's all good. Like for us, that's. We thought that that was going to work, and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, the, the I think if the game looked that way, like if it was trying to be kitschy or just 
you know, yeah. had a different art style, then maybe that would make sense and it, it would work fine. But just because it was yep. being presented as like more dreamy, more serious, it's still fun, but yeah, you know, it is it does have a cartoon aesthetic to it, but it's not cartoony, if you will. Like right. it's still yep. James Bond, like classy. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. It's more of an homage to that era and less of a, you know, reproduction or recreation of those sounds. Yeah. Yeah. The fan base of this IP is strong and they care. <laughs> yeah. Um and I wanted yeah. to do it justice. Like like I think the story and the game have done it justice. They've done this IP uh, you know, the, the the a lot of fan service um yeah. and sincerity involved. So I wanted to make sure that that was a, oh. evident in the music as well. There's one other thing I think that I'd like to share with your community. Please do. Um, Please. That uh, I have an album that I'm releasing soon. Really? That's not attached. Well, okay. Let me correct. It is not. A, it wasn't originally attached to a game. It's called okay. DOS. Uh, okay. D- like digital operating system, DOS. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm making a video game for it. Uh, really? So, so the album came first. The the video game is second. Um, okay. So the the game is in support of the album. We're just I was just like I wanted to release it in some way where it would actually matter in some capacity because every you know releasing an album in 2023 is unless you're Taylor Swift is very difficult. Like it's yes. just like you have to have a marketing machine behind it. And I'm I'm right. I'm set up for game soundtracks. I'm not set up for being an artist <laughs> on a major label. So and I'm not trying to be that. But so I just wanted to make something. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. cool. That maybe when I released it, could find a home in people's lives. So this game cool. DOS is, you know, sweet and chill and quick, but um, but authentic and I think true to the music. And so I'll let you know when it gets out there. It, it hopefully by the end of the year, um, okay. and it'll be Good. on phones. Uh, probably just probably like like Cipher, just the Apple ecosystem. That's okay. my world. So iOS, iPad. It has been for a while, hasn't it? I yeah. mean, I remember even when you were working at Harmonix and Harmonix was making the Apple sports That's game right. or something, Yeah, Beat they? Sports, exactly. Yeah, we were on so. stage at um, at one of their, you know, big uh, keynotes. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, so I've, you have been kind of in that world for a while. Yeah, and I, I like to develop on, in Unity on a Mac. That's sort of easy for me. And I have, okay. a, I have an iPhone and I could just like... While you know we're kind of getting ready for bed, reading, I can instead of reading, I'll start game developing before I go to bed and just plugging away <laughs> at it night after night, yeah. and it's coming together. So yeah, hopefully oh, I'll have it done so soon. Cool. I was just you know releasing, like I said, is releasing an album like any musician knows is like it, unless it's tied to a product, which is funny because we're like this universe is small, and so this idea like for us is like yeah. maybe not that big of a deal. But every, any musician that I talk to in Nashville here, like that isn't a part of the game world is like, that's a crazy idea. I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. But it's actually, I don't think you, <laughs> you still have to market a game. Like it's not, it's yeah. not, a, you're not ridding yourself of that hassle. So I, I'm probably right. just making more work for myself than anything else. But I thought you should know, you know, um, you know, that's maybe awesome. I'll drop it in the, the discord whenever it's ready. Please do. I would. I can't wait. Cool. I always love hearing new music from you, and um, yeah, it's always a treat. I look forward to that. Thanks, Emily. So, Appreciate the support. Yeah. Well, thanks for talking to me today, Steve. It was great. Thank you, Emily. Thank you for listening to this episode of Level with Emily. You can learn more about Steve Pardo, see the playlist, and support Level with Emily at patreon.com slash level. Check out the video of my chat with Steve on the Level with Emily YouTube channel. And please do subscribe so you don't miss any of our new videos of interviews. I'm Emily Reese. 
Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. Nice to be here. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily and learn more about us at levelwithemily.com, made possible by Adam Selvage at Tiki Web Services. Composer Brad Gentle manages our YouTube channel. Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media Inc. Here at Level with Emily, we're part of the Audio Podcast Alliance. It features a hand-picked selection of the very best podcasts about sound. You can hear the latest episodes from our friends in the community at audiopodcast.org.